Let me tell you about some friends of mine and a little place on the fern bank line. A young man's dream and a family's love. Grandpa looking down from above. to the first Between the Bumpers podcast in a long time. Uh, as I was telling you before I jumped on here, kind of got lost in the weeds when we were first building Between the Bumpers. So I don't know how long it's been, but it's been a while, so I could be a little rusty, but uh, we'll have some fun. For those of you guys that don't know, Cameron is our July member of the month. I believe he showed up to something like 17 classes yeah. in the month of July, which Notoriously for people is a busy month. Uh, they got family stuff. They're at cottages. They're on vacation. Not so much this year. And yeah, they don't make it up to the gym that much. But you were here. You were consistent, and uh, that's partly why you were the member of the month for us. And so I guess my first question is, who the heck is Cameron? That's a really good question. Yeah, very um, open ended. Yeah. Um, who am I? Um, honestly, I'm just. I'm really just like 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 anybody else. Um, uh, nothing, nothing too special. Um, uh, you know, I've uh, uh, the daughter who's uh, who's ten, uh, turning eleven, who's a big, uh, big horse horse lady, um, uh, lovely wife, uh, born and raised in Burlington, Ontario. Um, I spent some time uh, outside of uh, Philadelphia during my high school years, and uh, um, currently work work for the federal government, like like a lot of us around here. So, uh, so that's so, uh, so that's me. I mean, I'm. I'm just like any other member here. Yeah. And so you said uh, you spent some time in uh, Philadelphia. Unfortunately, you became an Eagles fan. But that's uh, a sure. yeah. story for another day. Yeah. Um, what uh, what brought your family down there? Um, uh, so my dad actually worked uh, worked for a, a Danish-based pharmaceutical company. And, uh, and their headquarters is actually in Princeton, New Jersey, which is uh, uh, home of Princeton uh, University. But yeah. Uh, uh, also, um, uh, also home to a, to a, a big pharmaceutical sort of um, a place, but uh, but yeah. So we moved down there when I was um, twelve or thirteen, and um, yeah, spent uh, spent uh, the whole part of my sort of high school years down there. All right, so do you consider yourself uh, half American, half Canadian? A hundred percent Canadian, with a with a splash of American. My as you know, Sam, my uh, my wife's American, and. Yeah. Uh, 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 dual citizen, so uh, so I spend most you know, under normal circumstances. Usually, we spend a few weeks down there in the summer, uh, which right. is great. Uh, right. Jersey Shore. Um, I look forward to doing that again, um, hopefully next year. Yeah, it's been a while. Right? It's, it's been it's been a few years. So we're uh, I know for her, she's she's certainly not missing her her parents and going through sort of that kind of thing, like 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 a lot of us, yeah. right? So. Jersey Shore, so that explains the haircut. It does. <laughs> um, so you said you work for the federal government. Like, what exactly do you do as a day job? I know this last year has kind of shifted what that work looks like for a lot of people. Yeah. So, so my day, so, so I'm a policy analyst there, um, uh, uh, working with the RCMP and supporting supporting that, that organization. Um, uh, but a lot of sort of desk work, right? Like I'm, uh, it's it's a lot of you know writing emails and. Uh, writing briefing notes and, and uh, you know, speaking to folks um, uh, and 
I'm sure like a lot of other folks, I mean, it's been a stressful time for, for people having to adapt from, from working from home and sort of managing, you know, um, you know, I, I have my daughter, so having to be sort of a part-time teacher, uh, part-time public servant, um, uh, but, uh, but sort of operating almost in a full-time environment, right? So it's, it's been a challenge. Yeah, so this, so early 2020, you were, you know, working downtown Ottawa, I assume. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we get locked down, you're staying at home, you have your daughter there, she's doing online classes. Yeah. Uh, what was that time like for you guys? It was rough. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Like it was a. Um, I I did not uh, I did not go to school to, to uh, teach uh, grade five. Um, uh, so um, it was a lot of sort of adapting on the fly, right? Like it's it's being nimble and and, and sort of you know recognizing that um, I've got to sort of buckle down and sort of you know help her, right? And um, uh, but but also you know having sort of the responsibility of, of work, mm-hmm. um, uh, which obviously brought on you know a great deal of stress, right? And and, and trying to sort of manage that stress and. Uh, at that time, not managing it particularly well, right? So, um, uh, it's uh, so that was uh, sort of looking for for sort of an outlet, right? That that right. was missing, right? Which I think brings me to a bit of my next question: What kind of what was it that? Uh, how did you make your way to the gym? I guess was that kind of a necessity based on the life you were living um, during the pandemic? It was funny, actually. I uh, I live I live in Stisville and drive past here uh, um, frequently. I, I go to the Stisville Golf Course down the uh, down the road, and my daughter rides at West Star Farms, which is also right. just down from Big. I, I I kid because I spend a lot of money on this <laughs> on this road. Um, but uh, um, uh, I, I actually saw this build uh, this uh, this building sort of go up, and sort of sort of was curious as to what it was, and um, looked into it, and you know found out that it was a gym, and you know I. Um, pre-pandemic, I was going to the gym at work, but, but there was no structure, right? And it was sort of like ad hoc. It was whenever I could kind of get it in. And, um, you know, being able to, um, you know, I've been, when I was a kid, you know, I was always, you know, doing something, whether it's basketball, baseball, um, you know, golf. Like, I was always active, right? And then life gets in the way, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I realized that, you know, one of the benefits of working from home is that actually I had more more flexibility in, in terms yes. of my time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, so I looked looked into looked into the gym and you know said you know you know why not like let's let's give it a go and see see if it works. Um, and almost a year later, it's been working. Yeah. working fine, right? It's been working really well. Hard time getting rid of them. You just won't leave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of people. I always talk to new members and people who are interested in joining the gym, and they always see it as this very grandiose gesture that like the, the day I decide to go to the gym I need to start eating well I need to work out six days a week I need to be in the gym for three hours at a time I gotta you know pick a new career and they oftentimes people try and they really build up the idea of going to the gym as this like very very life-changing experience but one of the mantras we always talk about here at the gym is be consistent not heroic and part of being consistent is making sure you have a plan that's sustainable. So for you, what is like an average week at the gym look like? Are you here 30 hours a week? Are you here, you know, a couple of times? What yeah. has helped you out? Well, I'll tell you, Sam, it's, it's evolved over time. Like I didn't start off going five days a week. Yeah. Um, I don't really actually think even today I'm going five days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I started off with a, you know what? I just want to come in and have some fun. 
I was honestly missing human contact. Yeah. Like, like you know, uh, working from home, um, you know, dealing with that, you know, with the Zoom and all that. Like, it's just, it's not the same sort of feedback, right? So, um, uh, first and foremost, I was, I was actually looking for, <laughs> for sort of regular human contact yeah. outside, of, outside, outside of my family, right? So, so that was kind of nice. Yeah. Um, but, but uh, you know, I started really going. You know, it was really three days a week, and you know, just sort of working my way up and saying, okay, like looking at, you know, all the folks around me and, you know, lifting, you know, heavy weights and, you know, pulling ridiculous times and, you know, saying like, that is a goal. Like, this is a, this is a, like, this is what I want to work towards. Um, and, you know, over the last, you know, 11 months, 12 months, it's been a sort of steady incline, you know, it started with three days a week and, you know, uh, lighter weights and, you know, slower times, but, you know, recognizing that it's, that it's a marathon, it's not a sprint and, um, uh, and, uh, you know, constantly building and challenging myself each, each class, you know, add a little bit, add a, add a little bit more weight, work on a little bit more technique, um, you know, try to push just a little bit, uh, a little bit more and not trying to compare myself necessarily every day to the person working out next to me. It's, it's mm-hmm. comparing myself to who I was, um, you know, uh, last week, yesterday, right? Love it. Love it. That's, yeah. uh, again, that's something... It's easier said than done. For sure. Uh, we are humans, and I recognize that. It's very easy to look at the guy next to you, look at the guy, in, the gal to your right, uh, and say, you know, oh, you know, I had a great workout, but they lifted five pounds more than me. Yep. Or I had a great workout, but they finished this 10 seconds faster than me. And that's usually a recipe for failure. And so I, I think it's great that you're able to recognize that it really is the person you were yesterday that you're trying to be better than. And it's not trying to be. 10% better than you were last week. It's 1%, right? Yep. Like you yep. said, you didn't show up coming here five days a week. You said Absolutely the goal not. was, I'm going to give this place three hours a week. Yep. And show up, work hard, maybe one Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and see what happens. Yep. You're, you get a little bit tighter with your schedule. You get a little bit um, you know, more physiologically able to recover. You bump it up to four. But it's it's not zero to 100. It's, it's a progressive kind of increase and so one of the things we do here at uh, between the bumpers is our onboarding program which is basically getting people ready to jump into group classes what was the onboarding process kind of like for you uh it was intimidating uh to start right like because i had you know i don't know anything about you know olympic lifting or Mm -hmm. um uh and that was you know that was sort of a um you know to start off with you know kind of a bit bit of a mental sort of challenge right It's, it's to say like this is new. This is different. This is this is something that you know I've never done before. Um, uh, but let's let's give it you know six class six you know classes or eight. I think it's six. Six, yeah. Um, uh, and see if I like it. Like, do I do I enjoy the movements? Do I do I you know um, uh, you know uh, I think I think the first class was wall balls, mm-hmm. uh, and I recall vividly not being able to walk. Downstairs. But but I but 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 I came back for the second one and I came back for the third one um, and so on and so forth. I said, yeah, it hurts now and it's probably going to hurt later. Yeah. But how am I going to feel six months from now, right? Like and that and that to me was 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 not trying to look at sort of the first the first few on ramp sessions as a as a measure in terms of can I do this. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, um, uh, it's, you know, is this, is this something that, that, that I think I can build upon? Um, 
and you know, obviously with the right training, um, yeah. you know, with, with the right coaching, you know, is this, you know, can I get to where, where I want to be? So, so yeah, so so if, you know, to uh, to those folks who are sort of saying to themselves like, you know, lifting you know lifting weights and lifting heavy stuff over overhead, it's like, yeah, you know, it's it's intimidating, but you don't start off with 150 pounds of the bar. No. Right. Like I started off with a 45 pound bar. Yeah. And even then, that was that was enough. And and you know, I slowly worked my way up. Yeah. So you, you touched on something very, uh, I think very paramount there was you weren't hyper-focused on the results you were getting tomorrow, the results you're getting next week. You kept telling yourself, what will future Cam, what will Cam in six months be like if I stay consistent with this? And I think that's such an important piece that you need to, there's always like, I always say to people, there's three different versions of yourself you need to take care of. You need to take care of yourself today take care of yourself next week and then yourself a year from now. And sometimes we are so focused on Cameron right now, right? Yeah. We say, I want to come to the gym six days a week. Yeah. I want to do all these things. But inevitably, Cameron a week from now, a month from now is going to be burnt out because it's non-sustainable. But keeping those different versions of yourself in mind is a great um, kind of recipe for success. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And one thing you said that was really kind of... Uh, neat was when you showed up you were a little intimidated you weren't sure if this was the right place for you but you said you'd give it a try yep one of my favorite quotes all time is the fool precedes the master and you need to be willing to be uncomfortable do things you don't think you're excellent at before you can ever get good at anything in life yep. so um, oftentimes people come to me and they're like i'm not fit enough to come to the gym yet once i get in shape then i'll join to the Join the gym. Uh, what would you say to people who kind of say, you know, Cameron, it's great to see you're doing awesome in the gym, but I'm not ready yet to go to the gym. Once I get in better shape, I'll jump in. What would you say to those folks? Uh, I'd say, I'd say there's, no, there's, there's no time like the present. Honestly, like, um, you're not going to get fitter hoping to get, you know, hoping to get fitter, right? Like, um, uh, hope is not a plan. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's, it's it's being kind to yourself and say, listen, like it's okay to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It's okay to, um, uh, to 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 not be great at something to start. Yeah. And um, you know, the one thing that sort of drew me in and kept me in here was was the community and support of the community. Like, you know, we're all quite average folks outside of here, but when we're all here, we're all like superheroes, right? Because we're all doing incredible things that we never thought we could do. Yeah. I honestly, if you told me a year from a year ago that, you know, I, I would be doing ring, ring dips, right? Yeah. Or um, doing wall walks uh, yeah. or lifting heavy, you know, heavy weights over my head. I, there's no way that I would believe you, right? Like there's, yeah. there's, there's no way. Um, uh, so, so to me, you know, to, to those who are looking or saying, you know, I'm not ready. I would say that you are. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's most of what this is is mental. It's it's being able to to recognize that, you know, this is you know this is a journey. Um, health is a journey. Mm-hmm. It's a mental game as much as it is a physical game. And um, uh, I find that the gym for me, um, the physical side is a nice sort of byproduct of of, of the mental side. Yes. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think you you touched on a great idea there is the idea of being compassionate with yourself I think oftentimes the big mistake we make when we do anything new and challenging is 
we expect ourselves to be expert and competent on day one, but we don't afford ourselves that opportunity to get better at things yeah. and to be foolish and to make those mistakes. And so you do need to have a certain level of self-compassion when you jump into the gym. I definitely think the community does help with that because, you know, nobody in the gym is, you know, yelling at Cameron, like, come on, you need to do this better. You're not, you're not there. And it, it's a hyper focus yeah. on, you yeah. know, what are you doing well and yeah. what are the areas we can, you know, improve upon, but it's never really, it's always layered on with compassion, I think, or we 100%. do our best. 100%. Um, so you kind of talked about the physical and the mental benefits of training how has your fitness kind of impacted your life outside the gym so when you you know when you're done your class you go back home to work or yeah. you know whatever it might be how has your fitness impacted that area um uh it's it's uh, greater positivity right it's um it's uh you know to me it's uh being able to sort of understand, you know, what, what makes me happy, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's being able to understand sort of prioritizing, you know, uh, happiness over, over, you know, um, other things. And, uh, the one thing that sort of makes me happy is, you know, I get, you know, and I realize that I'm sort of a regular at the six o'clock class, but, you know, and I think you've said this before, you know, if, you know win the morning, win the day, yeah. right? It's being able to start off as like, listen, I, I did something. I accomplished something today. Mm -hmm. um, let's keep accomplishing something, right? And 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 keep moving towards um, towards a goal, whatever whatever goal that is. Whether it's a physical, whether it's a health related goal, or whether it's a career goal or a family goal, um, it's being able to build upon that initial success today and say, okay, let's keep it going, right? Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it's 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 having a way more positive outlook. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, during um, when COVID first hit, I mean, that was that was a huge mental mental hit, right? Mm -hmm. a huge, a huge physical hit. Um, uh, and it's it's easy to kind of get stuck in that in that sort of that tough mindset. Yeah. Um, without sort of a, some other out, um, out, um, uh, uh, way to sort of expend that expend that stress and expend mm -hmm. that sort of worry and um and everyone's dealing with, with their own stuff but but i find for me you know um you know doing the gym um you know uh hanging out with, with great folks you know for an hour every day yeah. um is it really translates into positivity um at home uh, mm -hmm. and uh and to me that's uh that's a great uh, byproduct of, uh, yeah. of the gym for sure yeah and i think most people universally know that when you train and you train consistently, you're going to lose body fat, you're going to build muscle, you're going to have all these physical adaptations mm -hmm. over time. But I think sometimes we forget about the mental developments that happen from the gym. And, uh, you know, it's a bit of a cliche for people to say, you know, I want to chase happiness. I want to pursue happiness in my life. And there's two big prongs of happiness that really get elicited from the gym so the research is very clear like when you show up to the gym when you work hard your body's going to produce like a chemical concoction of endorphins that mm -hmm. do make you happier that do make you feel better throughout the day often it's tough to start a workout but once you're mm -hmm. into it by the end of it you're going to feel better so that's kind of the big thing i really try and communicate to people it's like listen you're going to change physically but Arguably, more importantly, you're going to get all these positive adaptations from working out. And then on top of that, um, when it comes to the idea of chasing a goal. So it's pretty interesting that 
when you're a kid, you know, everything can make you happy, right? right. Um, right. It's not, not overly challenging to experience positive emotion, but as you get older, what we find is positive emotion is mostly uh, elicited when you're pursuing a meaningful goal. And it's not the actual attainment of the goal, but yes. it's the pursuit of the goal that causes people to experience uh, positive emotion. Yeah. And so in the gym, you get to do that every day. You know, last week you were lifting 80 pounds. This week you're lifting 90 pounds. Uh, last week you were doing pull-ups with a red band. Now you're doing it with a smaller band. Mm -hmm. And you mm -hmm. get all these micro goal accomplishments that build upon each other that help to build the positive emotion. And that's kind of one of the cool things that I think we don't always realize when we first jump into the gym that there's this huge psychological adaptation from accomplishing things. And you kind of said it earlier, it's like you realize you're so much tougher than you originally thought. Yep. You can do so many more things. And that does, I, I find personally, and I'm sure you could probably attest to it, transfers outside of the gym. You have more confidence in your family life, in your career, when you know the hardest part of your day is over, right? When you show up at 6 a.m., <laughs> yeah, yeah. your heart rate's 180, yeah, you know, yeah. it's only going to get easier from here to yeah. win the morning, win the day. I think that's a, an awesome piece. Um, and maybe we'll kind of put a bow on that because I know you do have a work day to get after. All good. Cameron just jumped in on our 6 a.m. class, and uh, so he's a little uh, sweaty right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's interview. okay. Um, so yeah, I guess one last question that I'd like to ask people um, when we're interviewing coaches, I ask the same question, and it's, what is one thing we didn't ask you that maybe we should have? So maybe there's a you know, yeah. funny story from your life, or is there something that people should know about Cameron that they don't know? Uh, well, the one thing I hate, I hate doing is talking about myself. <laughs> so this has been a bit of, yeah. bit of a neat, neat little challenge. I'm yeah. not, I've never been a big fan of that, but... Um, uh, but honestly, like, you know, come up and say hi, like if you're, if, if, uh, if you're new or you've been here for a while or, um, you know, I, I'm usually here at the six, but, uh, but sometimes I'll slip in, uh, slip in other classes. I love meeting new people. I love interacting with, uh, with folks. Um, uh, and, um, and yeah, like it's a, um, it's, it's nice. I realized that you were asked a question about me and here I am talking about other people, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, it's, uh, it's nice to be able to, um, uh, to meet other like-minded people who are just here to sort of enjoy, enjoy the moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Well, I appreciate your time. And, uh, if you ever want to jump off the Eagles bandwagon, yeah, I'll can, let you know. You can join my Buccaneers. Yeah, I'll let you know. Thanks. Uh, Cameron Scobie hopping in on the BTV podcast. Appreciate awesome. it. Thanks, man. Squad press, you can hang clean.